History Podcast, the history of the Reformation. This is a rather special episode for us. We were invited to do a guest episode by the lovely David Crowther for his most magnificent History of England podcast. If you do not already subscribe to it, I urge you to do so. It is wonderful. David really has been massively supportive of us for a long time now, and he's given us all sorts of help and advice. In fact, the history of England is one of the reasons that I wanted to do our history podcast. I love history podcasts, and Otto's pretty into podcasts in general, but we hadn't ever found a history one that was pitched for kids. I was really keen for Otto to be able to share some of the learning that I was getting from the history of England and other podcasts like it. So we thought we might as well have a go at making one ourselves. The idea for our podcast is that we make history understandable for Otto and other kids like him. David is currently covering the Reformation in his podcast, and as that is a pretty complex subject, I thought it would be a challenge to see if I could talk Otto through it. I'm not quite sure I manage it, but we have fun along the way, and hopefully our listeners will be able to pick up a thing or two. We hope that we might be invited back onto the History of England another time, to talk about something in parallel with what David is covering at the time. In this podcast, we cover episodes 224 and 225 of the History of England, which are about the state of the Church in England at the time of the Reformation and Martin Luther. We discuss how, at that stage, Henry VIII didn't seem to be about to break with Rome and set up a Protestant Church of England. So, we should probably do a Reformation Part 2 to see how Henry, Catherine, Anne and the gang are getting along. I hope you enjoy the episode. And thank you, David. Welcome to the History of England podcast. With me, I'm not actually David Crowther, just in case you didn't know. And my dad. I'm not David Crowther either. No. This is Otto and Luke from the Our History podcast, um, and we've been very kindly invited to do a guest episode for uh, David Crowther. And And the History of England. Exactly. Um, And uh, if any of you are avid followers of the History of England, uh, you will know that right now, sort of mid-September 2017, uh, David has been covering uh, the Reformation uh, and all those, uh, Martin Luther and all that kind of thing, which is quite interesting, actually, because it's exactly 500 years since uh, the uh, Reformation kicked off. Um, by Martin Luther in 1517. By the way, that's a different Martin Luther to Martin Luther King. Different people. Very different people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Martin Luther's a bit older and a bit kind of more dead. More dead? As in he's been dead for like 500 years or something. Mm-hmm. Slightly Martin less, Luther yeah. has been dead for about... Martin Luther King. Martin Luther King, yes, yeah. has been dead for about 70. Yes. yes. Probably about that. Yeah. 1960s. Uh, yes, Martin Luther King, uh, a lot more American. Martin Luther, much, much, much more German. German? Not British? Martin Luther? No, German. Okay. Yep. 
So it sounds like we have a, some some discussions to do. Um, yes. So the idea, uh, so the idea with the Our History podcast um, is that Otto and I discuss historical things, and we try to make them interesting and understandable for the younger listener. And the Reformation is obviously one of these very complex issues, which can be, some people say, slightly dull. In fact, it's something that uh, David mentioned in uh, his uh, first um, podcast, is that some people do get slightly turned off by the idea of religious history. What was the revolution, the, the, the Reformation? So what do you know about Henry VIII? Um, I know he was a Protestant. Mm. Well, the Protestant, like he created yeah. Protestant because he got in a, he had a temper tantrum because <laughs> <laughs> he can divorce his wife. So he said, well, I'm going to do a new church mm-hmm. so I can have my way. <laughs> yes, something along those lines. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, he was a Catholic, and I think he probably did describe himself as a Catholic until the day he died. But he wanted, as you say, he wanted to divorce his uh, Spanish wife to marry Anne Boleyn. Do you know what the name of his Spanish wife was? Catherine. Oh, very good. Catherine of Aragon. Yeah. I was going to say Catherine. Excellent. You said the name. And of Aragon is a title. Yes. Well, that's where she came from. As in, I'm not Otto of Buckinghamshire. That would be my name. No. But um, if you, you know, in those times, people did have names like that. But also particularly because... uh, Henry did have another wife called Catherine. Sure. So they had to describe. Catherine Bonaparte. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh. Think Catherine. Uh, think the golf. Great. No. No. Catherine. Um, Holding one. What? Holding one. <laughs> <laughs> Catherine Parr. Catherine Parr. 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 Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> One of the uh, question, key questions that, that uh, David asks is whether the English Reformation was top-down or bottom-up. <laughs> Bottom. Uh, Bottoms-up. Bottoms-up. Like yeah. Do you understand what that means? So, nope. No. So was it the king saying, right, we are all Protestants now because is I'm the king? Top-down. That'd be top-down, okay. yeah. Or bottom-up is... <laughs> Do lots of people, you know, did the people say, all oh, right, we are all Protestants and slowly the, they, the, the king had to accept it. This is quite worth remembering um, in for general history going forward. When yeah. you've got a history question in your school thing. Yeah. And it says, did such and such happen because of... school thing? An essay. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You don't do essays yet, do you? No. You will soon. But basically your... your There's essay- a few. Have you? Yeah. No. Kind of. No, I mean 5,000 word essays and that sort of thing? No. No? All right. Five paragraphs. <laughs> <laughs> but the typical history question was be... Did well, that was in like when I was eight or... It's paragraph one, introduction. Mm-hmm. Paragraph two. Um, I think I'll let it, I think I'll let it.
goes. I, I think edit a lot of it out. Yes. <laughs> so, don't believe me, listeners. I did edit a lot of it out. There's a lot of nonsense going on there. <laughs> to the point that I was making is that your typical history question will be, did such and such happen because of A or because of B? And generally, it's neither A nor B. It's a bit of A and a bit of B. So C. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Is it A or B? C. It's actually C. Yes. So was the uh, Reformation top down or bottom up? A bit of both. Yes, lots of people were Protestants. The normal people had converted to Protestantism. But because Henry decided that they were going to all, that England was going to become a Protestant country, that's how it happened. The other two key questions that David asked, which we might not be able to answer today, is um, whose Reformation was it? So it was a political thing, but was it Henry VIII or was it a guy called Thomas Cromwell? Thomas Cromwell, very important person, um, okay. who was... I know, I, I know who he is. Who is yeah. he? He was the um, guy with the kind of lots of warts. That's Oliver Cromwell. Yeah, knew that. Yeah. Thomas Cromwell was another chap. He was um, an important advisor to Henry VIII. Oliver Cromwell was a couple of hundred years later during the Civil War. Yeah. No, uh, he, he was yeah, Protestant, though. Very much so, yeah. yes. He was, like, Very much so. Protestant. Yeah. The other question that David asks is when the Reformation happened, it probably didn't finish until the Glorious Revolution of 1688. Right. So, this, what was this? What was the church like in England in the fifteen, let's say, fifteen hundreds? Um, and a lot of people thought it really was quite nasty and corrupt. So, the, um, David uh, quotes a guy called John Collett who talks about how atrocious the uh, church has become and how horrible it is, um, and that uh, you know priests. Um, weren't really doing their job. Now, what do you think the job of a priest is? To be nice people and not be corrupt. Mm -hmm. Yes, I mean, the job of the priest, possibly, is to, isn't it also to sort of teach the their flock about Jesus yeah. and teach them about the Bible and, and keep them sort of behaving in a Christian way? There was quite a lot of, you know, the, the, the church was basically in a lot of ways quite corrupt at the time they had lots of money the bishops particularly were they'd become politicians a lot of bishops weren't weren't really um very interested in the church they were appointed because they were brothers to a king or they were sort of a member of a very rich family um and they you know oh yes do you remember actually we saw a mace. Do you remember the bishops, the fighting bishops yeah. used maces? Yeah. So, I mean, they, you know, they were actively taking part in battles and wars and all this kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and, but they you know, weren't allowed to draw blood. Quite. So they smack people in the head. Yeah. Which but, is kind of bending the rules rather than actually following the rules, isn't it? Yeah. Listeners, I refer you to ourhistorypodcast.com uh, to see Otto wielding a mace. Over a long time there had been this discussion um, about who was in charge, the Pope or the King. Henry and Cromwell, what they made out the point was that the, the church was kind of a state within a state. Is that the church, was in like the actual church where the Pope lived? 
Or is oh. it like the church in general? Kind Very of good question. The spread of that? Not, not the building. No, when we talk about the church like that, yeah. it means the organisation. Okay. Yeah, so, so Henry and Cromwell said that the church was like this state within a state, so it had its own laws. The, if a priest committed a crime, they couldn't be tried by the normal um, courts. They'd be tried by the what they called ecclesiastical, or the church courts. Um, though David talks about one particular um, case called the Richard Hune Affair. Yeah. Um, so this guy, Hune, was um, accused of heresy. Yes. Um, and was murdered, by possibly by a priest. There was a whole great scandal, and Henry said, no, um, he is, the priest, Horsey, is um, innocent, and we don't need to go to the Pope to ask about this. I've decided I'm the king. My judgment is final. Okay. So that was the kind of sort of problems that there were. It was, you know, do we then go to the king or to the Pope for a judgment? I mean, we've already started talking about bishops um, and the fact that they were rich and powerful men, so that was obviously a bit of a problem. Um, David argues that the bishops weren't that bad after all, actually, um, that they might have been involved in politics and all that kind of thing, but they set up their organisations so that they did their job, so that maybe they weren't in their cathedrals doing all what they should be doing, but they had people doing doing it for them. So maybe that wasn't that so bad after all. So David's very balanced about all of this. Yeah. Um, So that, yes, you know, there's this sort of typical image of the rich, fat, um, political bishop, um, the kind of ones that we've seen in Blackadder. Yes. Um... (laughs) <laughs> and another very key point, and I always think that thought that this was a very key point. Key point, key point. was the vernacular Bible. What Otto is a vernacular Bible? A Bible mm-hmm. that is vernacular. Perfect. Vernacular Bible is a Bible written in a local language, not in Latin. Um, So that was one of the the big things, was that the Catholic Church believed very much that the priest's job was to interpret everything for the common people. Yeah? Yeah. So everything was in Latin, and their job was to explain things for people, to um, make it understandable for people. Um, But... What the Protestants said was that it's not right that the the word of God is um, in the Bible and that people weren't able to read it because it was in a foreign language. Oh. Um, and I thought that basically that was it. At the time, um, there was all Bibles were in Latin. But it turns out that this was not the case. Um, that there were Bibles um, in... Dutch, in Spanish, in Czech, and even in Catalan. Uh, oh. Interestingly. What, at that time? What? At that time? Yeah. Was Catalan a different language then? Oh, yeah. Oh. Was Catalonia a free country then? Ooh. Was Catalonia a free country in <laughs> 1500? No. Okay. No. So it was, was part of Spain. Spain. Because it was but actually part of the country of Aragon. 
Catherine of Aragon. So her dad was Ferdinand of Aragon. Was Spain. No, and he married Isabella of Castile. So they were the two okay. big states in Spain, and that's kind of what made Spain. Oh. Catalonia then became independent. That's another whole question. Right. So we've done the church. We've done the Bible thing. What it was was that for other sort of more complicated reasons, there were no English language Bibles. Okay. Now, we get to the sale of indulgences and the politics of purgatory. Yeah. Okay. You uh, imagine all over this? Um, yeah. They sell soul purgatoriness. Oh, you know, well, brilliant, kind of. Exactly. The theory of purgatory yes. was that when you die, you don't go straight to heaven. Everyone went to purgatory first. Yeah. And there you got sort of purified of your sins. Okay. And then you went on to heaven. Purgatory doesn't sound great fun. David includes a quote from Thomas More saying, um, wrote of the dead in purgatory enduring cruel damned sprites odious, envious, and hateful, despiteous enemies, and despiteful tormentors, and their company more horrible and grievous to <coughs> us than is pain itself. Oh. Wow. Nice. Harsh. Um, yeah, so not a great place. But you okay. could go to, you could move on uh, from purgatory um, if you're, you had done something which was buying an indulgence. So I think either you could buy your indulgences... Yeah. From the church before you died. So okay. <coughs> you didn't spend too much time in purgatory. Yeah. Or um, somebody could buy it for you. When you were dead. Once you were dead. <coughs> that, so we covered kind of what David covered in his first episode, uh, which is the state of the medieval church. So possibly, you know... Some would say very corrupt and horrible, and all it need is somebody to come along and push it a bit. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, other people would say really not that bad after all. Okay, <laughs> Now we are going to talk about Martin Luther himself. Okay. When you said it, it was like Martin Luther King. It's not Martin Luther King, it's a different person. Yeah. Remember. And it's not Luther. Um, Luther. <laughs> David what? calls him Luther. Luther. Do you know what a Luther is? No. No, it's a bath implement. It's a scratchy sponge that. Okay, that's sort of slightly people weird. People like my grandmother used to have. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Um, Martin Luther. Martin Luther. Was a German. Person? He was a priest. He Person. was a monk. Person. Stop it. Okay. He was a German. Person. <laughs> Why person? He's a person. Yes, but you could say he was a German. Yeah. But you could also say he was a German person. He was a German person. He was a German person. <laughs> he was a monk. Person. No. <laughs> he was a monk. <laughs> he was a monk. He thought a lot about salvation. What salvation? Being saved. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the key things 
that St. Augustine, who is a very important person, let's not go into too much detail, said is that it was only by the grace of God could you be saved. God is all-powerful and you can't talk, talk him into it. As Luther would put it, you cannot bargain with God. Okay. So. Well, you, you can bargain with God, but it you won't kind of get, get anything. No. Okay. Because and I, that, in my notes, I hit, I've put here, Otto would struggle. With? <laughs> Not being able to bargain with God, because you do quite like a bit of bargaining, a bit of negotiating. Yeah. So, I mean, what, what, one of the one a famous thing was, for example, the Crusades. Yeah. So the Pope at the time of the Crusades. Yep. Said that if you had sinned. Yeah. But you went off and fought in the Crusades, and you know helped save Jerusalem and killed lots of the enemies of Christ and all that lot. You would go straight to heaven. Okay. Another thing, a lot of what... Are, but that is bargaining, bargaining with that God. Was bargaining so you with can't God. go, but... So you can't go to God and be like, no, you can't go to heaven because you sinned. It's like, but the Pope said I can! Yeah, quite, exactly. <laughs> or a lot, what a lot of people did was like, well, I'm, I'm, I will build a church and then, yeah. you, then I'll go to heaven if I'm a rich person. The... Um, indulgences that we were talking about earlier were the um, typical, they were the absolute perfect example of this bargaining with God. It all came to a head when somebody called Albrecht of Brandenburg. Albrecht of Brandenburg. Who was a German. That does sound a bit more German. <laughs> um, Albrecht of Brandenburg wanted to become the an archbishop of Mainz, okay. and he needed lots of money. I know what Mainz is. This guy Albrecht um, borrowed a lot of money off the Pope, and then the Pope said, "Can I have it back?" And he said, "Oops, I haven't got any." Um, and oh, so no. he needed to raise a lot of money, and he did this through a massive sale of indulgences. And he used a, a, a guy called Johann Tetzel. And this guy, Johann Tetzel, came up with a sort of marketing slogan. Came up with a sort of marketing slogan for the... For Tinsel. Tetzel. For Tetzel. Tinsel. Tinsel. <laughs> um, no, for the indulgences. Oh, okay. Tetzel. You're the one learning German. Ich heiße Otto. Yeah, Johann Tetzel. Yeah. Johann Tetzel. Was is Did he invent armor? pretzel? <laughs> Tetzel's pretzels. <laughs> <laughs> I think the pretzel is like German, isn't it? The pretzel yeah. is German. Yeah. Was it invented by Johann Tetzel? Not to my knowledge. Oh. No. He was probably spending too much time eating them because they'd already been invented and he likes pretzels. Again? <laughs> ich habe keine Ahnung. Do you know what that means? Nope. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that one. Anyway, so do you want to... We were invented by his dad. He was called... Um, Hair Tetzel. Pre tetzel. <laughs> pretzel. Pretzel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Do you want to hear the catchy jingle? Um, no. Yes, yes, yes. yes. I meant yes. <laughs> Won't you part with even a farthing to buy this letter? 
It won't bring you money, but rather a divine and immortal soul, whole and secure in the kingdom of heaven. Oh. Right, so that was uh, Tetzel's uh, tune, and this Martin Luther was furious. Because? He didn't get pretzel. <laughs> Because he didn't think you could bargain with God. Thank you. All right, God. The very famous thing about Martin Luther is that he wrote 95 theses about why this was... Theses? Theses. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So the very famous thing is that Martin Luther banged his theses, his 95 theses, theses, on the door of the church in Wittenberg. Yep. And what he wanted was to start a debate about all of this. Was that, you know, he wanted to get people talking about why it was wrong to be selling all these indulgences to raise money, etc., etc., etc. But this guy, Tetzel, said, no, this is actually, it, we're not going to debate about whether it's right or wrong that, yeah. um, about the indulgences. What we're going to do, it, what the problem is, is that you do not respect you, Martin Luther, do not respect the authority of the Pope. And that's a whole different thing. Now we're back to the... Pretzels. No, the Papal Bull. The Papal Bull. The Papal Bull. Bull. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So the Papal Bull was called Exerge Domine, or Arise, O Lord. Right, so Lord. And it was um, basically threatening Martin Luther with excommunication and describing his teaching as a deadly poison. That's why the title of the episode is Deadly, deadly Poison to Defender of the Faith. A papal bull is nothing to do with cows, bulls, anything like that. It's a, basically a document. Papal, oh, do you know what papal means? It's anything to, related to the Pope. So a papal okay. bull is a document. Why do they call it papal? <laughs> <laughs> so Luther, so basically Luther had a debate with a guy called uh, Johann Eck. 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 By Eck. Um, and he uh, apparently won the debate. Um, and the papal bull was sent as a warning to uh, Martin Luther that he might be excommunicated. Do you know what excommunicated means? Um, not deleting someone's text history. No. Okay. <laughs> God. <It's> excommunication. <laughs> excommunication. Oh, you are painful. <laughs> <laughs> you say hi to me. You make more dad jokes than I do. No, an excommunication is, it actually comes from communion rather than communication. And it means that you are outside of the uh, grace of God. Oh. And I think if you die excommunicated, you go to hell. 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 So it's a bad thing. So um, basically, the Pope was saying, Martin Luther, shut your mouth, no more of this nonsense, do as I say. Um, And it looked like that was going to be it. But Martin Luther was apparently a rather stubborn sort of person. And he burnt the papal bull. Oh. And he went away and wrote three books. 
that were what? very important, that were all about um, what his opinions on the church and what a rotten uh, organisation it had become, etc., etc. You know, what Martin Luther was trying to say was that, you know, the Bible is where all the information that we have about God is. And a lot, and everything that's been made up outside the Bible has been made up by man. Yeah. And is actually um, not, it's heretical, it's not true. Um, so, for example... So the Pope's a heretic? Well, yes. That's basically what, that was what they thought. More than that. Not just the Pope was a heretic. So, like, the religion is a heretic to its own religion. Well, we're, 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 I think I'm sure it's here somewhere. But basically, they think not that just the Pope was a heretic, that Pope was the Antichrist. Well, it was against God. didn't like God. So the, no, the Antichrist is more than that. is the devil. So the Pope is the devil. Isn't that the kind of the opposite of the Pope? Mm-hmm. Oh. They had what they called the Diet of Worms. Diet? Oh. Yes. That is gross. The Diet of Worms. Have you ever heard of Diet of Worms? Um, no. Fortunately. I'm not, not an unlucky fish. <laughs> Fortunately, <laughs> it wasn't that kind of diet, and it were they weren't those kind of worms. Okay. A diet is a sort of meeting. Oh. And Worms is a city in Germany. Worms. Thank you, yes. Ah. Tell a boy's done two weeks of German class. So, yes. The, so two prob- hours, but yeah. <laughs> probably the diet of worms, not the diet of worms, sadly. Um, and so it was basically um, Martin Luther had to come and defend his books and all this writing he'd done. Yeah. Um, but he's... They, so basically, they said, "Look, you need to repudiate them. You have to. You have to um, say that what well, well, that it's all rubbish that you wrote in these books." Um, and Martin Luther famously put his hand on his books and he said, "Mine." <laughs> 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 and he said. Here I stand, I can do no other. He had to uh, run away. Run away! Um, because um, he was directly against the emperor, Charles V, who was in charge of the Diet of Worms. One of the, I think, very interesting things about, and uh, David talks about it a little bit, is the fact that... Um, a lot of what Martin Luther was saying was that, you know, it, there shouldn't be the sort of rich and powerful church between the common man and God. Okay. And so a lot of people interpreted this to mean that the peasants should have more power. So it kicked off all of this, kicked off a massive peasants revolt. Okay. Because they were like, well, you know, we are important. We don't need churches. We can do what we want. I um, matter. What? I matter. Don't what? hurt me. Yeah. Um, um, Martin Luther himself didn't actually agree with this. But a lot of then, you know, then there became, there followed lots of other types of Protestants, like a guy, I love this guy's name, Zwingli. 
Zwingli. Zwingli in Zurich. Zwingli in Zurich. It opened a can of worms. <laughs> I'm sure somebody's made that joke. Okay. Yeah. So there were lots of, you know, then there were Calvinists, and then there was Zwingliists, presumably, and lots of different types of um, Protestants, etc. Yeah. But how and when did it come to England? Because well, this is the history of England that we are doing a guest episode. And was Henry a Protestant? Interestingly, at one point, Henry was um, appointed to be the defender of the faith. Defender of the faith. The defender the of the faith. The Catholic faith. The Catholic. So at one point, he wanted to be the most Catholic person imaginable. What about the Pope? Yeah, well, the Pope made him Defender of the Faith. Oh, okay. It was like a sort of cool title. So the second most Yes. But, I mean, uh, actually, it's because, you know, the French king was known as the most, ca- most Catholic king. Okay. And the uh, Catherine of Aragon's parents mm-hmm. were the Catholic monarchs. Henry himself decided that he was going to be this sort of defender of the faith and write a book himself refuting Luther. So I'm laughing at some of David's jokes, which are very funny, but I, I think most people have been hearing them. But he says it, that um, Henry wanted a badge, like a sort of a Cub Scout badge. And I says, I'm a big boy. Yeah, I'm the defender of the faith. <laughs> um, yeah, gold star. Um, Woohoo! You oh, get like yes. a chart or something. Kind of. Henry wrote his uh, book refuting Luther, and he got a response from Luther, and I would love um, some of this stuff. Uh, <laughs> and again, we might be risking our um, clean rating, but I think if we are quoting Martin Luther, yeah, and, and we're probably... on the other podcast. So. Well, yeah, ah! yeah. <laughs> um, Henry was a stupid and sacrilegious king. An ass, dunghill, lying buffoon, spawn of an adder, and a mad fool with a frothy mouth and a whorish face. Yes, it's a bit rude. Um, (laughs) So... I can't believe you said stupid. I mean, the other word's okay, but that's just... I think that's a bit over the line. I don't think you're allowed stupid. That's where we're going to leave it, and I hopefully I, um, we might pick it up again in a few months' time to see what happened next. Dun, dun, dun. Because at this point, Henry is being totally, totally Catholic, yeah. um, and obviously he's the king of England, and he's really anti-Luther. So yeah. does that mean that England remains a Catholic country? We can tell you. But so can Google, but we'll probably be better. <laughs> well, we did a bit of a spoiler. We don't want to spoil the, uh, the story. That's what I'm saying. Like, whenever we're watching a historic movie, it's always yeah. like, kind of, let's say if we were watching, like, kind of, um, Titanic, yeah. we'd say, spoiler. It does sink. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or like when we were watching the film about Elizabeth uh, yeah. the first the other day, it was like, I wonder if she's going to get executed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yes, she's probably going to marry that French guy and have lots of lovely children. <laughs> Not. Um, 
but yes, but so it would, I think, be very interesting to. French man with a pretty trash dress. Yes. I'm not sure whether that's true. That's great. And um, it would be, um, yes, it was either as part of uh, David's podcast or maybe um, on our own. We might um, return to this subject in a little while and see how the Reformation went in England. So, why was Elizabeth Protestant? Whereas Catherine, of Mar- uh, whereas Mary was Catholic, because of her dad, I don't know. It, it was the same dad as they had the same dad. Yeah. So because of their mum, mums, yeah. So Me. Mary's mum was yes. Catherine of Aragon. Yeah. Who was very Catholic and Spanish. And arrogant. Not arrogant, possibly arrogant, but that's not why she was called that. Um, and who was Elizabeth's mum? Um, Anne Boleyn. Very good. Yay! And she, Anne Boleyn, was very, very Protestant. In fact, a lot of people think that she was the driving force between the, for the Reformation. Okay. Not Those just... pigeons are having a fight. <laughs> I think we've done enough recording. Yeah. I've lost your attention. <laughs> um, so, would you Goodbye, like to sign Goodbye, History of England. Goodbye. I might just record a little Check bit later. Check out our podcast. We're amazing. I was <laughs> yes. very modest. I might add a little bit at the end um, later. Okay. Thank you very much. Oh, Goodbye. Hello, listeners. And this is the little bit at the end. I wanted to take this opportunity to thank David for inviting us on to his illustrious podcast, The History of England. It's a great privilege. If you like what you've heard from us, You can find us on iTunes, Acast or Stitcher as Our History Podcast. We also have a very nice website, ourhistorypodcast.com, where we have some lovely pics, references to books, films, podcasts or websites we've used to research each episode. We're also adding some discussion points or questions related to each show. We're trying to do a full-spectrum media onslaught, so we've also got a Facebook page and a Twitter account where we are Our History Pod, and Otto has just set up an Instagram as Our History Podcast. We'll be using some of these channels to publish the Our History Odd Facts. These are odd facts about history, naturally enough. With all of this, we want to get people talking about history. Hopefully our shows might get other families chatting about this kind of thing. We'd love to hear from you via comments on various media channels. Any feedback or ideas would be really well received. And if you have something to say about the show, please leave a review on iTunes. I think that helps us get the podcast visible. So we hope that you will check out our back catalogue. We've got shows about the history of dictators, the history of weaponry and warfare, the history of medicine. We've even got an on-the-road special about Joan of Arc that we recorded on our holidays. Our next show will be about the history of espionage. We will have ninjas, Arabian assassins, Walsingham and more about the Reformation, Matahari, the Special Operations Executive, MI5, MI6, the CIA, the KGB and James Bond. Lots of James Bond. In fact, it's probably mostly going to be about James Bond. That's all you need to know about spying, right? <laughs>